Podcast, Cody Mitchell, Connor Holiday here. Week one in the books. Connor, we as a pod, 14 and 10 over the weekend. I will say you were eight and five. You led the way. Jed, two extra games. You bet I was six and five. But I mean, the game some other games we didn't give out on the podcast. We ended up hitting mm-hmm. on some yeah. we still lost on. But and plus, like live bets are in there, which we'll get to some of those. But I mean, bank like counts are looking great right now. Yeah, and you can't really I mean, I lost some live bets too over the weekend, but some of them were really good. Like I, I amazing, I amazingly went three and three, and then there's also another bet that I had live that was a future that's looking fucking great right now. That will get to. looking amazing, <laughs> but I mean, there's really nowhere to start on the recap like week one. Do you bet. believe in that? Cut. Do you believe oh, in the I Colorado believe. Buffaloes? I believe. Holy we shit! Fucking. Coming. Holy shit. Colorado, 45. TCU, 42. 21-point dog, Connor. Yeah, I know. Stupid me. Bet uh, TCU minus 20 and a half. But I know you're going to say it. You, I know you because I know what you end up doing. You recognize immediately that 21 was done. Oh, yeah. Immediately. Yeah. Immediately pivot. Colorado money live money line still it was I think it was about plus three hundred still I think it was when they were only up seven zero or whatever it was like later but that and then I also bet the the over at sixty eight and a half which killed, killed eighty seven total and then to talk about well we'll we'll get to him in a second but you dude. Far, far exceeded any expectations that I had for Colorado. Dude, it, it was damn near a master class. Like, the offense was just, I will say, offensive master class. You saw the Kent State blueprint there with how fucking fast they were moving. TCU was struggling to get their players onto the field, like, that Kent State style of line up quick, line up quick. And you know what? Shadur had so much damn control. What was the final tally? 38 for 47, 510 yards, and four touchdowns. And just how well he was able to have command of this offense. I knew how good... We we all know Shadur was talented. But man... Some of those throws, absolute dots. He was just absolutely phenomenal. Set the he did set the Colorado single game record, right? 
I couldn't remember. Was it the single game record or like the single game for the first start? They he did do that because I the funny thing was that Joel Klatt was on that list and obviously he's doing the game and it was twenty years apart. And yeah, I mean Shadur was phenomenal. Dylan Edwards, my new Deuce Vaughn, is a budding star. Five receptions, 135 yards, three touchdowns. Six carries for 24 yards, but did add another touchdown. I mean, that speed is a killer. He did set the record, by the way. Okay, good. It was. And then, last, but absolutely not least, Travis Hunter is the best athlete that we have in college football right now. My God. I don't know how long like he's going to be able to do the cornerback wide receiver, but he was out there for so many damn snaps, made such an impact. That touchdown that he almost had was phenomenal. Missed on a couple of, uh, de- like even Dion said, like, Missed a couple of deep shots, but as Dion also said, he is him. Yes, I I hate I hate how much him has been overplayed, especially by certain people. But when Dion says it, he's right. That the level of football knowledge that you have to have and athleticism at the same time to pull off the interception like he did. In most situations, that's a sure touchdown. And there's not a cornerback that's going to get there. He picked it off. Or is there a cornerback that also just has the instinct to do that or would even attempt to do that? Yeah, most of the time you see running back going to the flat and it's wide open. You just see the cornerback just throw his hands up. up. No, Travis Hunter's picking that bitch off. He is the most insane athlete I've seen in college football in so long. Live bet at plus $20,000 or plus 20000 for Heisman. And it's all like the cash out's already going up. And dude, he's, I, I, he's going to be a finalist in my opinion already. I can say that. Like, dude is going to be a weapon all season. You also had, what was it, four wide receivers, Hunter, Edwards, Horn, and I think Weaver, all re- getting 100 yards receiving. Like, just offensively so damn good. So good, and I feel so dumb to... I don't remember what I did in the win totals. It was more of like an I don't know kind of thing. Yeah, but I think we both said, like, we really don't I'm know. pretty sure I leaned under, so I'll eat crow on that one. But, like... Like obviously, depth wise, they're not. They don't have a ton of depth. It's all new pieces and all no, stuff and we, like that. We truly don't know how good the offensive line really is. There was a lot of emphasis on getting it out quick, wearing TCU down, and then once like you see the defensive lineman hands on the hips, that's when we're taking our shot. Yeah, and and plus like run game really couldn't get going as well but still just it was so fun to watch yeah and i mean you take the names off the jerseys like you just look at the roster up and down in colorado they're 
probably better than TCU. And that's something I think we underestimated a little bit. I wanted no part of that game. Mm-hmm. Absolutely no part of that game. Um, also, the leaders and dogs, the L and the Ds on the jersey, that's the coolest thing we've ever seen. I mean. That's so cool. It, but there is only one coach that could get away with that, and that's Dion fucking Oh, yeah, Sanders. Kirk Ferentz comes out here and he's like, leaders and dogs. Everyone's like, what the hell are you doing, dude? <laughs> You fucking nerd. <laughs> Just comes out with the shades like Dion has on. I oh my god. All right, but we've talked enough about. Well, I mean, we could probably keep going on about Colorado, but on the flip side, while it is a tough loss for TCU, I think there's still some reason for optimism. Uh, the offense was able to move the ball, and like a lot of Colorado's big like plays were explosive plays. Like, TCU was able to move the ball methodically while still sprinkling in uh, some explosive plays. Amani Bailey looked very well. Uh, 14 carries, 164 yards. Did have a 74-yarder. Ended up with an 11.7 average. Take out that 74-yarder. He was still averaging 6.9 yards a carry. But... The one downfall of Kendall Bryles is sometimes he forgets that he has a good running back back there. We we saw at times with when he was at Arkansas, just letting KJ cook and forgetting he's got Rocket Sanders behind him. But uh, two red zone ints, and I just want I. Do you remember the linebacker's name that made the pick? Was it Woods? Woods. Woods. It's Woods. It's Woods. Shout out to him being the like one of the I think they said eight returning players from last season and one like the lone like one of the lone starters to come up with that red zone that first red zone pick and then you have this sensational pick by Travis Hunter. But those were definitely killers for uh, TCU. I also feel like they did not u- utilize Savian Williams enough, and he wasn't really matched up with Hunter. Like most, like at one, I, Clout, Clout said it on the broadcast that they need to tell Morris stop throwing at Hunter because there were there were two more picks that he should have had. But I think uh, the defense and Chandler. Still needs some work. I mean, while he did look good at times, there were some definite struggles. Uh, but I still think TCU has some reason for optimism. Like, no one knew what to expect. Yeah. I understand the line said 20 and a half point favorites. No one really knew. No, I'm not downgrading TCU at all in my power ratings. No, I'm just basically leaving them the same. Yeah. It was more a shout out to Deion Sanders. Exactly. I mean, Deion Sanders really. Look out. Just watch him go. Look out Buffalo. He, dude, he's, he's the coolest guy in the fucking world. Absolutely. He's so cool. Like, I, I, I can't wait to see what he does when he has a full recruiting class, gets his dudes in there. And, yeah. And, and plus, he, we've already seen. It, the quick turnaround, like, he can do work in the portal. Oh, God, yeah. He can basically get anybody he wants. Exactly. He's gotten two number one corners 
but, in recruiting classes. Yeah, but not to mention, like, it's not even all NIL-based. Like, he had to basically beg the alumni, like, hey, we need this money for NIL to get guys. He's Dude, he can do, he can do anything he wants. The sky's the limit for him. Awesome, awesome win. Not something I expected. I missed the end of the game because I was at a wedding. No fall weddings, even though I'm getting married in the fall of next year. Boo. But anyways. Uh, We're going to do a live broadcast from your wedding. Holy shit. I'm shit-faced. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Now, it's basically an ACC pod for the next three games here. Yeah. Keep it in order here. North Carolina 31, South Carolina 17. <laughs> yep. Missed that one. Um was not expecting North Carolina's defense to be tough and actually play well. Okay, so here, yes, the defense played good in some areas. They were able to get those nine sacks, but I'm starting to, like... 16 tackles for a loss, too. Here's the thing, though. Like, going back to my notes, doing our breakdown, like, South Carolina was only returning two starters on that offensive line. Like, that was kind of red flags, and now I, like, remember reading how UNC was trying to do uh, this offseason, have more of an emphasis on trying to get those sacks, because honestly, last season, they weren't getting sacks. 128th in the nation in sacks, or maybe it was tackle for losses. Either way, both those categories, they could not get tackles in the backfield, but... I I was kind of more impressed that like I know he had the two picks and they can't kind of came at crucial times. I was impressed that like Drake did good even without Tez Walker and we had the late scratch of uh, McCollum. So you didn't have your top two transfer uh, wide receivers, but you were able to show that like there is depth because a lot of players had multiple catches. He was able to. Spread it out. British Brooks looked very good now that he's back healthy. 15 carries, 103 yards for 6.9 average. And, yeah, the defense did show some improvements. But, like, the I know the it's gaudy, the nine sacks. But, like, when you really break it down, South Carolina wasn't returning much. And I know they had brought in three transfers for the offensive line. But... Takes a little bit of to get that mesh going. But if but. you're a UNC fan, like any kind of like like shining light from a defensive standpoint is like a oh, good yeah. sign for you. Yeah, like you've but been living I, in hell. I, like this is something that I'm not fully taking because at the same time, look at Rattler's stats. Oh. He was 30 for 39 for 353 yards. So like he was able to complete passes throughout this game when he wasn't getting sacked. Which was very fucking often. Thank you, South Carolina off or offensive line. And I feel like this is this was a time that Shane Beamer got completely outcoached. He when they did the sideline shots, like I'm still a South Carolina dude. Like I what I was a little weary coming into this season because there was so much that they were losing and like some of the transfers out and everything like that, but kind of believed in the hype of Beamer. But yeah, he was definitely outcoached and looking on the sidelines. Like he didn't know what to do. Like they were getting the sacks and he's just like, I don't know what to do. But, uh, uh, 
yeah, I just I I'm not taking much away from this game. From no. from the UNC defensive side. Offense, like obviously can still put up points. And yeah, that's where I'm at. Drake May was able to bounce back from those two picks too. So like obviously the offense, like you said, it's gonna be just fine. We'll see later on in the season when they play. I don't know if they play Clemson or not on the schedule in front of me. Can't re- yeah, or Florida can't State, but they play one of them. I know that. So we'll, we can learn a lot from them. But speaking of Florida State, Cotter, your well play of the weekend. Florida State 45, LSU 24. It was basically back and forth the entire game and then, or till halftime. And then, yeah, that for that it was really that first half and then it just. Outscores, Florida State outscores LSU 31 to 7 in the second half. And it, it just you just knew when when they got down for LSU got down fourteen. I was like, I think this is done. The, the momentum's dead. Florida State's got everything going. Jordan Travis could do no wrong at that point. Absolutely not. I mean, what a fucking statement by this Florida State team. Like, I, I like obviously I've only been on the Florida State bandwagon since last year. Last off season was when I started to like. This team's got something, and obviously they proved me right, and now I'm full-on riding them. I have the na- the national championship future, ACC future, every kind of future for Florida State, and this was just everything that I expected with what you had coming back, the transfers that you brought in, and let me tell you, those transfers made big impacts. Keon Coleman had by far the biggest Nine receptions, 122 yards, three touchdowns. He was the difference in this game. Take those three touchdowns away. This is 24-24. Granted, one of LSU's last scores. Yeah, was, that was a garbage time touchdown. So, but even talking about the transfers, Jaheim Bell showed like how much of a weapon he could be in this offense. Two receptions, 49 yards, one touchdown. He also had the one rush for four yards that went for a touchdown. And he was making a lot of key blocks and just had the versatility to, okay, we're going to line you up in the slot. Okay, now you're going to be in more of a traditional role. Oh, we're going to go two back with you. Like, just unlimited possibilities with him. Uh, the D line, my God, what a force! Liter- the two biggest reasons for those two early fourth down stops, or for yeah, fourth and goal stops, or no, wait, one was a fourth down stop, one was a fourth and goal. The the first the first possession was the fourth and goal. Yeah, yeah, and then later I think they were on like the fifteen mm-hmm. or somewhere. They were definitely in the red zone. Yeah, but either way, like the D line was an absolute force overpowering LSU's offensive line. Like, kind of talked about that in the game, like, even, or before the game, like, there, there's a lot of hype around the LSU offensive line because they returned so much, yet last year, Jane Daniels was one of the most sacked players. So I would completely blame their offensive line for that because I think he also just his decision making isn't great either. No, he gets like a little bit spastic in the pocket at times. It seems like uh, se- the secondary will need some work. There were a lot of times that there were some blown coverage or just miscommunications on like crossers and who's supposed to take who. 
Uh, but, I mean, you said it. Jordan Travis looked good. 23 for 31, 342 yards, four touchdowns, one pick, seven carries for 38 yards, one touchdown. But God damn it, Jordan, fucking stop it with the hero ball plays. Like that's that's the old tra- Jordan Travis that I have like in the back of my head like that could like possibly crumble my dream of riding Florida State to the national championship is old Jordan sh- showing up and trying to make those hero plays, especially like the one that should have been picked when he threw it in the fucking end zone. Like you you are too good of a player to be making those kind of plays. Are you talking about the one where he was in his own end zone? Yes. Yeah, that's when, at that moment, I was like, dude, I think LSU's got this in the back because Jordan Travis is going to break. And obviously, he just came out literally firing right after that drive. On the flip side, I got four things I want, like, we talked, or to hit on. We talked about the fourth down, or fourth down red zone failures were an absolute backbreaker for LSU. Wide receivers had too many drops at crucial points. Uh, And like we said with the defensive line for Florida State, the offensive line for LSU got dominated. But my biggest question is, where the fuck was Harold Perkins? Like, if you're an LSU fan, you should be absolutely pissed. This dude was one of the biggest forces off the edge last season, but now you want to try to use him as more of... A basic linebacker. Where was he? He was basically spying Jordan Travis all night. Like, if you saw him, he was in the middle of the field and just basically following Jordan Travis around. Like, why is he not on the edge? Exactly. It makes no sense. Exactly. Like, especially when Jordan was, tr- like, dicing them up. Like, you got to do something, Brian Kelly. Like, yeah. I just, yeah. I I understand what they are trying to do with Harold Perkins. But at the same time, man, use him the best way possible and that's off the edge that's going to win you games it 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 won you games last season he single-handedly beat arkansas last year exactly yeah and i don't understand that i'll tell you what mike norvell's record in like big games was not has not been great going into here he completely outcoached brian kelly like those fourth down calls like why aren't you like roll to me on a fourth and short when you have a quarterback with the athleticism of Jaden daniels why is he not rolling out Mm-hmm. Give him the option to pass the ball, and he's got the speed to beat anybody on the edge to get the first down as well. Well, not even that. Like the first, the first fourth down failure, like ran it, ran it, ran it. Why not try to just roll him out and see if you could find Give a receiver? Him an option. Exactly. He also has the athleticism that he could beat anybody off the edge. So, and apparently the he has the balls that just. Try to jump over anybody. And Dude, just I thought. I, okay, and I will say, the refs early in this game like were kind of making some iffy calls on those personal fouls. Um, I think I have a tweet. I'm like, I'm holding. Cause like, but right before the game, we talked about it when we broke it down. I was like, I kind of lean LSU, don't have oh, love it. I end up betting LSU, and I'm like, I think I tweeted, like, I'm holding an LSU ticket, and the refs are wanting LSU to win this game. Like, it was bad. Yeah. And I honestly thought on that play where Bethune just slammed Jaden to the ground, I thought that he would. I thought they were about to call a personal foul again. I was, I was about to be up in arms. 
yeah, like you try to jump over like the line in the middle of the field. Like I don't, I don't know. I Jane Daniels is so electric running the ball, man. But he just, I think he was he completed one ball over fifteen yards. It was something crazy like that. Like he just struggles. Granted, he had some receivers that should have. I can't remember who it was, but he had I a think it touchdown was that was La- dropped. Lacey yes. had a couple. And I can't blame him. I mean, I don't really. <laughs> it was funny, though, when Anderson did muff that punt. Just, I was like, oh, buddy. Yeah. But then Jordan turns it right back over. Yeah. Well, on, on a ta- that, like, that was another play that I didn't even talk about with Jordan. Like, when the corner is in front of the wide receiver on a screen, don't fucking throw it. Yeah, but I mean, you but, can't blame this yeah, kid. He's, no, no. He played out of his goddamn mind. But Connor, really, the game that I think we really want to talk about that something that we don't like. I don't have shit written down for this. We have preached it from probably like May when we really knew the schedules. I started to get wishy washy towards the end, but Connor never gave up hope. We still both bet it. Duke upsets Clemson twenty eight to seven in a game where I think in the first half Duke did. Everything they could to get to give the game to Clemson in the second half when Clemson had control, blew it. Yeah, I literally had texted to you yesterday or while we were watching the game. I'm like, Duke is doing everything possible to win this game while also at the same time doing everything possible to lose this game. Like, God, it was that first quarter or first half. Very, very back and forth, but like watching it from the Duke standpoint, like I'm like, we're moving the ball, the defense is staying strong, but then you would have like the plays I'm just like, ah, fuck. But I, I, I can't. I like I'm still in shock, and we literally watched it last night. It like, I, it, for us like doing this podcast now. Obviously, everybody has. A sport take. But, dude, as long as we've had this take, to see it come to fruition is just amazing. Riley Leonard was a fucking dog. And I am ready to say it. I'm not going to say it. Say it. Don't say it. Say it. Clemson's done. I think the dynasty or whatever is over. I don't think I don't know if the, could it literally be he had Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence it exactly. Could possibly be. So Dabo's good when he has the best call, quarterback in college. But then look, like I mean, I get it with San Jose State. DJ look, goes out and looks like a the big, draft pick. The biggest winner of this weekend is DJ Uyungle. What he did to San Jose State was very good. And then oh, Clemson can't do shit. I, oh, not even him. Like, um, I can never pronounce his name for UMass. Oh, uh, Tyson Pumachak. He's literally made UMass like not a joke after he left Clemson. Yes, he didn't beat out Jeff Sims at Georgia Tech either. But like these quarterbacks are having success after they leave Clemson. And the ones that are there, no matter what their star rating is, are just struggling. He brought in Garrett Riley to think things would be different. And literally you scored seven points last night. I know you fumbled. Actually, I was talking to our boss today about it. And he's like, well, Clemson, you know, they fumbled like twice near the goal line. I'm like, well, the only reason they scored their one touchdown is because they started on the 15. Yeah. 
they were already in scoring position. Like mm-hmm. Duke out, you play that game over and over again. I think Duke's still winning seven of those ten games. I I firmly, they're the better team. Like Tom Luganville said it ver, during the game. Like watching this game from the he's to quote him, watching this game from the sideline. There's no like difference in speed or toughness or anything. This is as like he said, it was evenly matched, and obviously. Clemson does good in recruiting. They should have a talent differential, but it didn't show. No, it, I mean the the one bright spot for him is Will Shipley's a dog. He's still exactly. Bad. He's still like Williams did look good at times, very, but like fluky play or I shouldn't say fluky bad play when he took the punt like within his own five, but still like. The one thing I've been questioning Clemson on the last couple of years has been their wide receivers. The wide receivers, granted, Duke's secondary is nothing to scoff at. They have dudes in that secondary. Blades is a dog. Uh, God damn it. What, 39, I forget his name, was making plays all over the field. Just you don't have the dudes at wide receiver anymore like you did when you had Sammy Watkins, Martavis Bryant, DeAndre Hopkins, T. Higgins, Amari. I guess you could throw Amari Rogers in there, but you don't have the dudes at wide receiver like you used to. And like watching the defense, like it's 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 not nowhere near the same as it was with Venables. Obviously, you did just lose a shitload of talent to the NFL, but. Still, like the deep, it's not nothing about this team, and I'm gonna say this in quotes is up to the Clemson standard. The defense sure as fuck isn't, wide receivers aren't, and honestly, it looks like the quarterback isn't either. Cade struggled. Like, there's no if, like, the only thing that's up to standard is your running back, which thank God for him, or you wouldn't have shit. No, not at all. And for the Duke side, dude. They're probably their next three games: Lafayette, Northwestern, UConn. I'm gonna say they're four zero there, and that will meet the September 30th game against Notre Dame in Durham. <sighs> like uh, dude. <sighs> now, that's and I Damn. think that's the week after Notre Dame plays Ohio State too. I can't. You get yeah, yeah. You guys play them the 23rd, 100. percent Because I have a family oh. reunion that day. My brother, oh. my brother literally is like, I'm not going. I I Notre Dame game. I'm like okay, so that's the week after the Ohio State game. Oh God! So that's oh, God. that's awesome, dude. It's lastly to close this game out. Seeing that Clemson Paul print doesn't mean shit to me no more. Mm-mm. And there was nobody more happy than Connor Holiday. Oh, I mean, I'm, the shirt says it all. I'm wearing my favorite Dabo Sweeney clown face. It's basically the Roger Goodell shirt with Dabo Sweeney. So yeah. All right, Connor. For the rest of the slate, which just kind of bounce around. Everywhere we're gonna start with the ACC. Um, Tennessee looked really good. Absolutely, Joe Milton looked very good. Just, oh, we're supposed to be talking. This is hard to do conference by conference because we're gonna be talking about. I mean, we're supposed to be talking about the ACC. Yeah, so I should say Tennessee and Virginia. Tennessee yeah, wins forty nine thirteen. Just hang with us, folks. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the, other than like my, my amazingly, my four hammer plays worked which were Tennessee, the Rutgers Northwestern under, 
the or Florida State money line and Duke plus thirteen and a half. But yeah, this this was pro out of all of them probably my favorite play the most. I mean, Milton looked good. A little bit like so some old McKin- or some old Joe Milton in there as well, where he's just not. He's got that cannon R, and he think he can fit into a spot that's just not there. Yeah, it, I mean, I was impressed. Like when they asked him, "So, uh, what's the furthest you've thrown?" He said, "Oh, I think this off season, I think I threw ninety yards." And we actually believe him. Yeah, that's actually, the wild. Part. I actually think that's it, the wild part. I actually think it was further. But <laughs> either way, like, yeah, Tennessee looked very good. Uh, uh, like Virginia, it was amazing that you guys were out there playing after everything that you went through. It was amazing to see Mike Hollins be in there, get some touches after everything that he went through. But yeah, I will say I didn't think Virginia looked like that bad. They just it, stalled. It, they it, had the plays that they could get ten, fifteen yards, and they just went like one yard, one yard. Yeah, it was like the talent differential caught up to them. But also, uh, I forget which, their best edge player, I can't think of his name, like right before the game was announced that he was out. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, you were were in it for a bit. I will give you that because it took, took a little bit for Tennessee to actually fully get going. But, yeah. Got the cover there. Louisville, Georgia Tech, Louisville 39, 34. Uh, George Tech 34. This was Friday. Sucks we didn't get the cover. I don't. Not a lot to really take away from this game besides that. I I knew I we thought Louisville was going to be good, but I should probably upgrade Georgia Tech a little bit. They yeah. looked legit. Yeah, Haynes yeah. King looked really, really good. Yeah, I don't think this. I th- I, I don't want to say that there's an outside chance that, it, but it's not as like outside as we thought in the off season. There's an outside chance they can make the, make it to a bowl game. No, like, I think they, they have like, they, this is a different team than what we've seen the last couple of years. And then, sorry, Connor, Northern Illinois, 27, Boston college, 24. This is bullshit. This might be the death. This is mutiny. Um, of Jeff Halfley. Yeah. Obviously like issues at quarterback. Uh, I do believe that, yeah, Moorhead ended up uh, getting benched. They ended up going to Castellanos, who, holy shit, is like old Jordan Travis times like a million. Did you see the fourth down play that he had? I did not. I did not have a lot of eyes on this Oh, game. my God. He, oh, dude. I, I forget how far he went back, but he went... It had to have been like more than twenty. I did see this. Yes, I saw the highlights. And still, of this. somehow got the first down. So, like, obviously, with that, like, there's some promise there. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just not good. It sucks. I do like Jeff Halfley. He was a great defensive coordinator for Ohio State. And honestly, I think he, I think he will end up being somewhere else if he does get fired, unless he can somehow magically turn it around. Granted, like, Northern Illinois has had Rocky Lombardi for, what is it, three fucking years now? After he came from Michigan State, too. So. Exactly. So, like, it's 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 bad, but it's not as bad as some of the ones that we're going to talk about. 
Yeah. Do you have anything else in the ACC? Uh, I mean, UConn like held its ground against NC State. Brandon Armstrong looked like the old Brandon Armstrong, but his wide receivers can't catch the ball. Yeah. Uh, like Wake. I mean, Griff's look all right. Defense it, sus is normal. Yeah. Um, Miami. You were playing Miami of Ohio. Yeah, great. We were wrong. Woohoo. Woohoo. You were playing Miami of Ohio. You beat them. Woohoo. Woohoo. That's still nobody. That's just, that's still, just, been, still nobody at the game. Absolutely not. Uh, Virginia Tech gets revenge. Yeah. <laughs> Against probably like one of the worst worst FBS schools that I think of. Syracuse with the beat down of Colgate, sixty five to zero. Now this is a basketball game. This would be something I had my eyes glued to. Colgate in football, not the same team. Pitt beats Wofford, 45-7, and I think that is the entire board for the ACC. For the Big Ten, Connor, your conference, Big Ten West Unders. There again. Last year that we get Big Ten West Unders, and I'm betting every single fucking one of them. Minnesota 13, Nebraska 10. Jeff Sims still electric running that ball, but struggles to throw it. And Nebraska's- I mean, it, 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 the pick was basically what lost them the game. Yeah. You were driving, and then boom. I feel bad for Nebraska fans. Just cannot win the close games, oh, nope. no matter who the head coach is. Connor, but to be honest, I don't want to really jump around the board. I want to get to a touchy subject for you. Ohio State 20, Indiana 3. No, 23. 23, sorry. Oh, cool. Congrats. Congrats <laughs> on the extra three. Shut up. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, we've seen this happen with Ohio State, especially, like, you remember watching the Minnesota game with me. Like, well, let's not compare Minnesota to this Indiana team, though. No, but here now, here is the thing. Here, like, you could say biased or whatever. Indiana was doing everything that they could to keep the ball away from Ohio State even though their offense couldn't move the ball. like If there's one bright spot looking at this game, Ohio State's defense looks good. But it was just like, it was basic, we were basically playing Navy and Army, mm-hmm. just with more talent, possibly. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. No, no, no way to truly find out. But, yeah, I mean, McCord had his struggles. The pick, I'm not as worried about. That was him trying to make a play. Uh, if you watch the play, Chip Trainum's going out to the flat to get the easy conversion and basically gets tackled. So that takes away the best read, tries to make a play while having some time. Yeah, and a little bit of red zone issues. Yeah, it, it's gonna, it's just going to take some time. I mean, it, I, I'm not hitting the panic alarm or anything like that. No, either. I mean, either am I. It's just I like to. Like I know to you just game. you like to be an asshole. I so, it's right. their first game, new quarterback. It's there's really nothing, and it's an Indiana team too. With even no, we don't think they're very good. It's a lot of new players on that defense. Like we just saw what Colorado did. I'm not comparing those two, but like you can plug in other players and they can be better. I will say, Aaron Casey is a fucking dog at the linebacker dude he was making so many plays for them at key times both those linebackers are very good but Aaron Casey like he I think he's got a shot to be a very high pick in the draft like easily second day 
I mean, another team I kind of struggled too. Michigan thirty, ECU three. Defense yeah, especially amazing. with McCarthy throwing the ball five yards past the line of scrimmage. Yeah, what was that? That like, was how, terrible. How? How? That was terrible. He was. It was so clear. I was watching the game live, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, McCarthy takes off. I'm like, oh, he just chucked it. <laughs> Permission to gripe. Go ahead. They are acting like Jim Harbaugh's in fucking jail. In prison. Seriously. I mean, cool. I, I don't give a shit. I, I get that. I get having your coaches back, but Jesus. They're fucking milking the shit out of this, going into the I for the super I formation, holding up the fours, McCarthy wearing Harbaugh. And, but you know how hard every Michigan fan's oh, yeah, during yeah. that. They're like, they're, oh my god. They're like us talking about Florida State and Duke. Yeah, but, like they would I don't know. I don't know. From the out basically from Twitter, like just from everybody that I follow, they're like, dude, this is corny as shit. Yeah. And then every Michigan fan's like, this is so awesome. This is the coolest thing ever. Like that. Yeah, I wonder how our Michigan insider was feeling. I never it. did ask him about that. Um, Iowa 24, Utah State 14. Defense didn't score a touchdown. What the fuck's going on, Iowa? <laughs> yeah, 24 that, offensive points. Not even that. Uh, like, I. So this was on uh, one of the screens that has no sound. But I was like, just looking over, and I'm like, wait, Utah State is like not fully out of this game. Like, Iowa got off to quick start, and then just yeah, uh, Kirk kind of just sat on it. Cave was a little limited in the game, but still. Yeah. Uh, Fresno upsets Purdue, thirty nine, thirty five. Michael Keane, the Fresno, nope. The UCF transfer, correct? Yes, yes. yes. Looked very good. And I think Fresno is still definitely a player in the Mountain West. Granted, Purdue did lose a lot. And that is true. New coach. Co- new coach. New everything. Wisconsin 38, Buffalo 17. Offense looked pretty good. Um, the this is not- it's, a, it's a very good blend of... Like Longo and Wisconsin, like still able to run the ball. Like Chesma Lucy had that big uh, 89 yarder, and Braylon Allen's still fucking Braylon Allen. Maryland beats the shit out of Towson 38 to 6. Penn State, I fucking hate you, and I hate you, James Franklin. <laughs> I didn't hate you. Anymore. He knew the spread. He knew the spread. Like, he there, knew the spread. There's a legit chance if there's something bad that happens. It's a preface. Penn State's got the ball. West Virginia has got no timeouts. They literally can knee the ball. The game is over. Instead, James Franklin puts their backup quarterback in, throws a pass. Throws one pass. I'll be honest. When he put the backup quarterback in, I said, that's Trace McSorley. Yeah, with the number nine. <laughs> and then, well, and he kind of looked like him. Same build. Yeah. And then proceeded to run the ball up the middle when the game was literally over. All I had to do was knee it, and West Virginia fails to cover I don't see the reasoning behind it. Apparently, you said he's had a history of doing this. Uh, I think he has. Like putting in the backups and letting him continue. Yeah, yeah. That That's more what it is. Yeah, Not yeah. with like spreads or anything yeah. like that. But yeah, he he tries to make sure his backups make plays. And are ready to go if something happens. But yeah, yeah I just want to say fuck you, James Franklin. That's fucked up. Um, Illinois. Oh, I was only to minus nine. Illinois 30, Toledo 28. That game was I really scary. wanted to be on Toledo, but the way that m- number kept going down and down. Uh, I know Illinois lost a lot on the defense, but that defense, like uh, Finn just did whatever he wanted against Illinois. It took a last-second field goal to upset them. Yeah, uh, 
my mother was uh, not too happy about this. Obviously, being from Chicago, she roots for every Illinois team, including the... Yeah, uh, it was. Yeah, she was frantic. Like, how how is this happening? I'm like, well, Toledo is returning all these players. They did just win the MAC, and yeah. But uh, I mean, Almire didn't look bad. He was the only, but he was also the only guy on Illinois that could run. Like, they missed yeah. Chase Brown. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I hope he does good for us. Yes. And then on Sunday, Rutgers 24, Northwestern seven. Northwestern is bad. Beautiful under. Beautiful under spread also hit for us at the six and a half. Yeah. Northwestern is, they're gonna be bad. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not upgrading Nor- uh, Rutgers to an automatic bowl team or anything like that. Northwestern's bad is basically my takeaway from that card. Yeah, Wimstad did look good, um, but just I mean, ugly, ugly, ugly game. It's the Big Twelve: Kansas forty-eight, Missouri State seventeen. No Jalen Day, no Justin Bean. Look, just fine. Yeah, I mean, like like we talked about, like even when we did the Kansas breakdown, even if Jalen goes down, they do have a very solid backup in Bean. Did you watch it? Do you have any eyes? I mean, I don't know why you would. Oklahoma, 73, Arkansas, 8-0. No, I, 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 all I kept seeing was how high the score kept going. I was like, sheesh. Yeah, Butch Jones is a dead man walking. I'm fading Arkansas State till Vegas catches up. I will say Jackson Ardle came in the game and looked really good. Yeah. He was like 13 for 13 or something with a touchdown. Like, he looked very good. Yeah. Iowa State 30, Northern Illinois 9. They might just Northern be Iowa. Or Northern Iowa, sorry. Yeah. They look just fine. Did Deckers play? I have no eyes on this game. Uh, Is he definitely out? No, no, okay. no. They, uh, they, they basically did uh, J.J. Cole for a little bit and back. I mean, yeah. Because nobody, they never announced who's out. Yeah, so, like, no. We had no idea who played, and I had no idea this game. Yeah, n- neither. Well, I kind of did because I was trying to <laughs> ride the train with uh, Northern Iowa money line. Cincinnati looked just fine, sixty-six to thirteen against Eastern Kentucky. Kansas State beats the shit out of Semo, forty-five nothing. Rice, Texas, Texas thirty-seven. Rice ten. I had the over, and I'll tell you what. I am just. I have to get it. I do. I think. Quinn Ewers is very average. I didn't realize how his stats were. He threw 14 touchdowns last year. People are comparing him to like he the was top. Not, he was knocked out of some games. He was. He is very average. I think if his star rating's not next to it, like we think him, him as like, who's going to take over at Texas? They have so He cannot. You know he's only thrown over 200 yards three times in his career? No, I know. It. Like I looked at Phil Steele because I was curious to like where he thought he kind of ranked. In his defense, he technically should be a sophomore. He should, because he did reclassify. But yeah, like people talk about him, like he's like Riley Leonard's better than Flynn Ewers. Pratt's better than Flynn Ewers from Tulane. Like possibly, yes. I just every time I watch him, I he leaves me wanting more, and I we'll get to the Alabama game next week. I think something's gonna happen in there. Um, Texas State beats Baylor 42-31, something I didn't really expect. I no, can't... as even as somebody who has the over on Texas State wins, I did not expect this whatsoever. I can't... Granted, I bet that hoping Malik Hornsby was going to be the quarterback, not TJ Finley, but Jesus. Yeah, I remember the incarnate word coach that came over there. His oh, name, yeah. But 
uh, that, kind. That weird offense that they run just worked just fine. Yeah. I'm not going to overreact to it, though. Oh, I'm fully overreacting to it. Um, Oklahoma State struggled to beat Central Arkansas. It makes me a little nervous. Houston. I good, tried to warn you. Good win over UTSA. <laughs> Somebody had, somebody had UTSA minus one and a half. Shout out to the Big 12 newcomers. 4-0. Granted, BYU 14, Sam Houston 0. I watched all that game. It was not good. But, dude, the game of the weekend. I didn't. I guess I never even saw that score. Holy shit. Yeah, 14 to nothing? It was so ugly. Kids oh, God. did not look very good. Oh, God. Wyoming 35, Texas Tech 33 in double overtime. You cannot throw the ball in Fort Laramie. It, dude, I had some money line action. I gave out the 14 and a half on the pod. Like, granted, Texas Tech gets up 17 to nothing. And you're dead. And I was like, this game's over with. I, I just kind of had it in the corner, switched the sound to one of the other TVs on there. And just kind of kept checking, kept checking, kept checking. I'm like, oh, they're back in this football game. Oh, we're in overtime. And yeah, and then at the ice, they haven't watched the whole thing. And Dude, they- that, the touchdown pass in overtime, just getting absolutely drilled by, what a great throw by Presley. Like, very, like we kind of talked about it when we were talking about the Mountain West like a little bit. Like, Wyoming does return a lot from that defense. And it's not like Presley could be worse than he was last season. No. He looked so. like the best quarterback they've had since Josh Allen. I mean, but, but not... also the gap is still giant there. Yeah. Let's not try to... <laughs> Josh Allen 2.0, basically. God damn it. Uh, Connor, to the SEC. We already touched on a couple of these. There's, I mean, Ole Miss beat the shit out of Mercer. 73-7. I mean, Kentucky was very slow start, uh, 44-14 over Ball State. But, I mean, still, Leary did look very, very good. Like, still reason for a lot of optimism when it comes to Kentucky. Uh, I, I mean, yeah. I, it's typical SEC slate. I will say, watching... Georgia versus UT Martin. Like I know the final score is forty-eight to seven, but still, like Georgia only had seventeen points in the first half. Watching that game, it it like the offense was moving wasn't moving the ball as good as you think that they would. Because I'm pretty sure last year they just I don't know if it will pull up. Uh, Last year they played UT Martin, just absolutely steamrolled them and had the back out backups in in the second half. So yeah, I mean, obviously I'm not going to take too much away from it, but just something to like kind of have my eyes on. Uh, yeah, I mean t- another one I have here: Texas A&M, 52, New Mexico 10. They scored 52. Su- yeah, I uh, I I kind of had a uh, New Mexico minus 38. Minus 38. Or plus 38. That was really good odds. Plus plus 38. Plus 38. Yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, and then obviously we got to touch Alabama 56, Middle Tennessee 7 game. Like, uh, Milrow is clearly the quarterback one, and he is going to be from here on out. Yeah. Again, it's Middle Tennessee State, but he looked competent. He looked comfortable. He didn't have any crazy plays that you kind of saw last year in the game that he had to come in for Bryce Young. Mm -hmm. So... It's just still with him. We from what we saw last season, 
what happens when he has to throw to win a game. Yes. And so we're not going to take a lot away from him, but exactly. he did look very good. We'll find out be. a lot next week. Exactly. Um, to the Pac-12. Shout out to the Pac-12 in your last season of existence, 13-0. and 0. All of your all of your teams won. Granted, it's 13 because you did have USC win in week zero, but still. Every single one of your teams ended up winning, and obviously, it's your last season. Yeah, 100%. Um, Stanford looked competent, got a 37-24 win in it's Hawaii. Hawaii. Ashen Don't Dan- disrespect the brotherhood. I understand it. Ashton Daniels looked okay. Two touchdowns, he ran for like 40, 50 yards, mm-hmm. threw for 200 Stanford, I upgraded actually a little bit here. I don't think they're as bad as we initially oh, thought. Oh, from 131 to 130? Well, that's an upgrade. That is an upgrade. I don't think they're nearly as bad as we think. No, no, I won't. But I, I, I if they, I have anything to take away from this, it's more that like maybe we're a little bit too high on Vandy. Yeah, it's the it's from Stanford, Hawaii uh, to Hawaii yeah, to Vandy. Transitive Vandy. properties. Yeah. Um, I will say I think Stanford can get uh, three touchdowns against USC this weekend. Um, Oregon beat the shit out of Portland State, eighty-one to seven. Dude, that's just mean. That's poor, little brother. Poor puddles. You know how many push-ups he had to do? He had to do like eight hundred and fifty-six pu- push-ups He's during the course. Swollen. of dude. It is some of like you. I only saw the like. Couldn't watch this game whatsoever. Only saw the clips, and like after he did like the last push up, he just like died on the ground. Yeah, I don't blame him. That's just fucked up. Washington fifty six, Boise State nineteen. Oh boy. Oh boy. Washington looked really good. Exactly. It was scary. You had the what was the number seventeen and a half first half. Yeah, uh, I will say like you and me all three and zero, oh, all different bets on this game. Like good for us. But yeah, my first one, the first half over for Washington, 17 and a half. Uh, yeah, that got sketchy when he didn't score a single fucking point in the first quarter. But then 28 points in the second quarter, and yeah, just... Michael Penix, 450 yards, five touchdowns. Um, I'm not moving Boise State at all. No. I think they're, they're a, the favorite for me to win the Mountain West still. I just think Washington's that good. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, shout out freaking Cal. Yeah. Something I, that we wanted to be, to love them, but the schedule. Well, no, and honestly, in this spot, I wanted to like Northern Texas, but then that line just kept dropping and dropping, and I'm like, you. I think you even said it, like, kind of like Cal now. Yeah, I didn't. I couldn't pull the trigger on it, but Cal 58, North Texas 21. Again, this is a team that we kind of liked, but we just. The schedule is really hard to bet over, but this is a, and I'm pretty sure we talked about it when we did the Pac-12 preview. This is going to be more of a week-by-week team for us. Yeah, and honestly, like we were fully expecting uh, Sam Jackson to be the starter. No, it's Ben Finley, the NC State transfer. Had, I, I guess he got dinged up, Jackson did. Oh, he did? Before the, before oh, the game. Okay. So, All right, well, but he looked I mean, just fine. He was, yeah. Probably won the job. But still, at the same time, Jade Knott's one of the best running backs in the Pac-12, maybe in the nation. I mean, 20 carries, 188 yards, an average of 9.4 yards a carry, and two touchdowns. Sheesh. 
USC 66, Nevada 14 blowout. I would say shout out Washington State 50 to 24 when everybody Dude. and their mom was on Colorado State. Dude, everyone, that line got down to eight and a half, and I'm like, fuck it, I'm taking it. You ain't going to disrespect my Wazoo Cougars like that. Arizona 38, Northern Arizona 3. UCLA 27, Coastal Carolina 13. I think this is Dante Moore's team now. I'm hope as as the Dante Moore truther in this room. I pray to God it is like, dude. He looked so good. I, like I understand, like Garber's probably like the safer bet. Fuck safe, dude, fuck go him. fun. Let him play. Let go. Let's have some fun. Build, build. Think about it. next year. You're in the big, tw- the Big Ten. Like it's tougher competition. Like let him develop now. Yeah, let people see. Like, hey, this kid's the future. Oh, he has two more years. Hey, let's win a natty or some shit. Yeah, because I'm gonna be honest with you. UCLA's not winning the Pac-12 this year. So just let him play now. Unless uh, he is as good as I think he is. And I they st- could. Win I the still game. don't think they're going to. He, he could be better than Caleb. I'm totally kidding, but. He's not better than this guy. Oregon State 42, San Jose State 17. DJU is back. Have yourself a good Labor Day, DJU. I mean, to see to do what you did against San Jose State and then to chill on Labor Day and watch your old team look like shit. Congratulations, buddy. You won the divorce. You won the breakup. Yeah. This, <laughs> this he is he I get, I get it. San Jose State. Dude, everybody was coming like I follow his dad on Twitter. Isn't his dad like some like bodyguard? Yes. Yeah. Big Dave. Of? Yeah. Big Dave. I love. I love him because he, dude. He's, he's, the chiller version of Lam- Lamar. Or what is it? Lavar. Do you see his new? Yeah, sh- Lav- they came out new shoes. They look like hot dog buns. I didn't. They're coming I, back. I, I try. I try to forget that he exists because there was no parent in the world that I hated more than him. But he is. The cooler version of Lavar, like, I mean, Mateo is doing pretty good at Oregon, and just to see what DJ did, like, dude, it wasn't a DJ problem, and I think I think that's the hardest thing for Clemson fans to come to like realization is like it wasn't DJ. No, I don't think it was at all, and that 17's little. Little uh, doesn't really tell the full story. They scored at the end of the game, so like San Jose State's offense. I will good. say the the backup. I said it to you uh, on Labor Day. I'm like San Jose State's backup throws a pretty fucking ball. It's yeah. just a beautiful little lollipop that he gets the right amount of air and right amount of accuracy. Just yeah. Um, really, the only Group of Five game that comes to mind is I. I was wrong. Doesn't matter who you have on your roster, as long as you have Pratt and Willie Fritz, Twain's gonna be fine. Thirty-seven seventeen against South Alabama. Yeah, did have the over, thankfully. Still able to cash that, but not by much. But I mean, yeah. I will say one bet that I had this weekend, just to shout it out real quick. James Madison was forty four and a half point favorites over Bucknell. I'm like, hold on, this is a Sunbelt school. How bad can Bucknell be? They won by 35, but we still basically secured the secured the cover there. Uh, Want to talk about your Georgia State-Rhode Island bet? I mean, not really. Georgia State's offense is still really good. They had plenty of chances to cover that game, and Rhode Island's is a pretty damn good FCS school. Yeah, I'm just trying to rip through right now and see if there was anything. Uh, SMU looks 
just as good as normal. Uh, Preston Stone looked really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I I can't. God, who do they play next week? Oh, who? SMU? Yeah. Oklahoma. Yeah. There was a nub 69 and a half. I was looking at it. I'm like, do I want to pull Oh, now you're an over guy? Uh, just, uh, just one thing that I want to hit on. Just like sucks if anybody took it with me. The Western Kentucky team total over. On paper, yeah. We only lost it by half a point. Granted, we shouldn't have been in it to begin with because of the late fumble or strip fumble return for a touchdown. So yeah, that was uh that was tough. I mean that's literally every- I mean the other bet that we had money on, like Akron had it could have easily beat Temple. Oh God they secure yes. the cover. Yeah, got the cover, but yeah, I mean it's, it's, I thought Akron had it. I thought they did. Just slipped away right at the end. Um I mean that's basically the slate for me, man. Yeah. It was a good weekend. We came out on top, made a good amount of money. Thank you, Duke. Thank you, Florida State. For you, I didn't yeah. have them. Thank and, Wyoming for me. And just just like give you a little perspective, a little look ahead. This week we have Illinois at Kansas, Notre Dame at NC State, Nebraska at Colorado. We coming. Well, we coming. <laughs> Purdue at Virginia Tech. Ole Miss at Tulane. Cannot wait for that one. Texas A&M at Miami. You have Iowa at Iowa State. SMU at Oklahoma, like we talked about. Just personal one for me. Ohio at FAU. I think that has the chance to be. If Rourke can play, he didn't play this weekend. And they look yeah, like but shit. yeah, it's still it's still precautionary, yeah. I guess. Uh, Cincy at Pitt. Texas at. Alabama. What time's that game? You know, I think it's late. I think it's seven. Yeah. Um, Got it. We're also doing a bachelor party at my house for another friend of ours. Hopefully, he's alive for that game at seven o'clock. Oregon at Texas Tech, UCF at Boise State, Wisconsin at Wazoo, and Arizona at Mississippi State. Very, very decent slate. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be awesome, dude. Um. One last thing. Try not learn from the games, but for week two bets, just a little tip here. Do not just crazily, crazy, crazy, crazy overreact. Yeah. It's for the still love of God, don't one. do it. Don't like, do it. OSU is not the 14th best college in the country right now because they've only scored 23 in Indiana. Yeah, don't be... Uh, yeah, just. It's hard. It's, I, I totally get it. Just learn from the games and just continue to use that knowledge. Exactly. So we'll be back later this week for our week two slip. Connor, we are out of here. Peace.